Happy Tuesday, everyone. We are here at WSQF Blink Radio 94.5 FM. And I am super excited because, number one, it is a Tuesday, another day of life. And my beautiful, amazing friend, Camelia Ray, literally rushed from the airport to make it here for the show and for the Epic Talks event tomorrow, along with her amazing friend, Kyle Guthrow. So I want to give it up to them. Guys, thank you so much for being here. And I'm just honored that you guys are going to be uh, speakers at the event tomorrow, adding so much value to this community about love, relationships, intimacy, connection, fa- uh, male and female energy. So I want to go ahead and allow you guys to introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I swear to you that it was like planes, trains and automobiles <laughs> for me to get here. And it, and I, I know that God was testing me, but that we are here now. And thank you so much for your generosity. I love uh, being in Miami. I can't wait to talk about dating in the 305. And I'm especially uh, happy that I'm joined by a fellow Canadian. We are invading Miami right now. Um, Kyle, who is a confidence and uh, communication coach. Yeah, thanks, Carmelia. And I absolutely just love being back in uh, the beautiful city of Miami. I can't wait to uh, grace the stage with some amazing speakers tomorrow night and just maybe break some myths when it comes to dating, yes. uh, diving into some very good nuggets that we can share with our audience and with those in the dating world, 305, but also around the world. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. For those of you who are watching me on Insta, who are watching us on Instagram right now, they are giving away uh, one hour of coaching one with Kyle one with Carmelia and one with me for those of you who stay the entire time watching this show I will give you guys a code that you can uh, direct message me at the end and then we get to pick a speaker uh, from the direct messages that we get so all right. oh, wait time out WSQF radio.com <laughs> live stream worldwide yes you guys can <laughs> tune in live stream on WSQF live sorry what is it radio.com okay wsqfradio.com you guys can also tune in there live if you have to you know stop your phones or stop watching instagram you can or just on go the there. radio 94.5 <laughs> mm-hmm. 94.5 fm blink radio all right so carmelia you have been dating I mean, you have been in the dating <laughs> <Yeah>. industry. <laughs> I've been dating no, no yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> you have been in this dating world for over 30 years. What is Ugh. the biggest change you've noticed in the dating space and what's something that, you know, is coming up all the time that you're seeing? The biggest change, you know, I think the biggest change in the dating world from 30 years ago is that singles have a lot more options, right? Before, it was literally who you could meet in person, bars, friends, clubs, work, school. This is, I mean, I'm dating myself a little bit, but now you can meet people online and offline. And so people are connecting on Facebook, on Instagram, all these social media apps in person on Zoom calls. So I think the biggest change that I've seen over the years is is the technology that not only supports singles, but also complicates the dating Mm. world, right? It's a little bit of uh, information overload and that that analysis paralysis. And I can go on and on about the overwhelm of choice because when you have, I can't shop for peanut, like, no, no, not peanut butter. There are certain (laughs) products I can't shop for, like, because it's like, there's too much to choose from. And I spent too much time in the aisles. Back in the day, it was like, you know, A or B. 
So I think that's what people get this FOMO or they have this, you know, Tinder literally transform dating in, in a good and bad way. In one way, you're a swipe away from your romantic partner, but yet you're also making decisions about a, someone's worth based on a photo. And, mm. and that can be really challenging. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not down with that. Yeah, absolutely. And something I'm also seeing is that there there is so many options out there that people tend to give up on their relationships sooner than they should. And then they see that the grass isn't greener on the other side, but the damage is already done. So let me go back to that person that I had this amazing connection with. It is hard to find someone that you have like a true authentic connection with where you guys can laugh together, where, you know, you, you understand each other's hearts and souls. And people think it's just like that easy to just find another person. Why do you think it is that people are just ready to go to the other grass? <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, Kyle's actually in the dating space, so I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I'll reference him. I'll, I'll go from a client viewpoint, and then I'd really love to hear Kyle's, you know, in-field perspective, right? Like in the field perspective, I think people. You're talking about the swiping mentality. Why yeah, they do the that? swiping mentality? Not only that, but like I feel like when relationships get hard one partner decides to exit because they think that the grass is greener on the other side. You know, I recently watched a Lewis House podcast with Lewis House and Esther Perel, and I really appreciated that Esther said, nowadays people are looking for everything in that partner. They want that partner to be their business coach, their fitness coach, their nutrition coach, their teacher, their lover, their confidant, their best friend. Like back in the day, it was a whole community that, mm. that did that. So I think people have this, this notion that your partner should fulfill everything that is required in a partnership. And I just, I just really think that that's, that's misleading and false. Absolutely. And so that's partially why. Now I'm going to defer to my good friend here, Kyle, who's single in the dating space. What do you think is going on? And like, what's your choice? How do you choose? And how are women, you know, choosing you? What are you seeing? Well, to kind of riff off that, look at the society we're into now. Instant gratification. You can order your food to you within five minutes. Mm. Everyone picks you up now with Uber and Lyft. Everything is instant now. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, we've spilled that into the dating world where it's no longer is the grass greener on the other side. People are forgetting the grass is greener where you put the work in, mm. where you water it. Mm -hmm. And relationships take effort. Absolutely. Dating takes effort. Unfortunately, with the swiping apps, such as uh, Tinder or Bumble or whichever one you use, that work has kind of gone out the window. You mm. see all the memes and the jokes on social media where guys and, and girls have literally swiped 10,000 photos and they don't even know what they're looking at anymore. Mm. They just want a connection. <laughs> yeah. So that's not the type of work that you need to build a long lasting relationship. And back to Carm's point is that everyone is looking for that perfect person. Mm. That perfect that perfect person does not exist. Yes. You know, and and what I think people are lacking. I think what people are lacking is emotional intelligence and understanding mm. of of people's souls and hearts and stop being so judgmental, right? Um, when you start dating a person, you you start dating their problems too. You start Ooh. dating their triggers, their traumas, what they've experienced in the past. And I think it's extremely important that when you decide that you're gonna date someone, you let them know, listen, these are my weaknesses and how can we work this out together? Hmm. And we, you know what I mean? Like, 
I mean, I know what you mean, but to 80% of the population who are dating know what you mean? Uh, no, I don't think so. So how can we get them to understand that? Because I mean, you got to listen to the this. You got to be plugged in. You have to be curious. You have to be interested. It's vulnerable. So inter- you have to be vulnerable. vulnerable. Yes. Like, no, I mean... I, everything that you're saying resonates with me, but the challenge is, and it's, of course, for people who are listening right now, if you've never taken the time to fully assess who you are and what you want, or seek professional help, and professional help, a lot of times, men, for example, and I'm not gonna gen- genderize this, but it is true that sometimes, you know, in terms of sexes, I, I have found that from a gender perspective, Men have not been so willing to do coaching or think there's something wrong with them. Could you do you do you know a lot of your guys that would be like, yes, let me go to a dating coach? <laughs> uh, there is a ton of individuals that I know that are stuck in their hard ways of not wanting to speak about it. Mm. Um, yeah, even as a, a as a guy to another guy, we have a hard time expressing our emotion. That. But look back and again, I'll not just put it on society, but look at it as the way children were raised girls versus boys mm-hmm. girls were taught show your emotion when you're a boy <laughs> and you fall at the age of two three or four don't get cry. up yeah. you're fine mm, don't right. cry you're teaching suppression at such a young age mm. and think of 20 30 years of suppressing that emotion and not sharing it. it it will eventually just build up and causes depression that's why suicides are higher in men i think it's like yeah, it three is. quarters higher than than, than women uh, depression's on a rise and as a male I will reach out to the audience to say guys you need to speak up yeah. you need to have a conversation and if it's not with a friend family or someone that you're close to pay for a good psychiatrist pay yeah. for a good psychologist I know those words sometimes <laughs> are taboo in the male world but it does go a long way yeah and the one of the sayings I love is that don't bleed on the people that didn't cut you mm. so what I mean by that is that if you don't work on those traumas, you'll just carry them to the next yeah, relationship. It's called a, a, and the next generational trauma. Yeah. And the know? next yeah. relationship. Yeah. So for me it was it was of having an understanding, not that I thought that there there was something wrong with me, but I saw a pattern and I'm like, maybe I'm not seeing what I'm supposed to see. And and I didn't went, I didn't go to psychologist or psychiatrist, but I got into emotional intelligence. I started doing the work. I started doing the mindset work. I graduated from an emotional intelligence academy where they literally taught me how to okay understand my triggers and where I was carrying stuff from my past in my into my mm-hmm. relationships. And I was like, oh my goodness, like like people, everybody gets to do this work. And I was. And I was in the same classroom with like uh, Marines, doctors, like, you know, men that are like in power. And even they were like, I would, I never imagined this. You're not aware of what you don't know. So give yourself, you're not aware that you don't know that you don't know something, you know? So give yourself permission to to literally uh, do the work so you can then uh, create beautiful relationships with everyone, you know? And And just even one step further, a lot of it, wasn't even it's not even ours mm. it was taught to us yes subconsciously we learned it through maybe our parents <clears throat> extended family members our environment our friends yeah and a lot of times when you once you start doing that work mm-hmm. from an outside perspective yeah you begin to realize yeah where did i get that behavior mm-hmm. yeah. where did i learn and when that? you start asking yourself where and when and why 
you're going to end up getting the answer like yes. seven questions deep because, you know, I've, I've coached one-on-one before and I had that exercise with my clients and I asked them, well, wh- why did this happen? Oh, because of this. Okay, but why did that happen? Because of this. And then by the time it's like the seventh question, why did this happen? They're like, oh, I got it, <laughs> you know? So something that um, people have a lot of trouble with is, you know, bouncing back from that heartbreak. And normally we have heartbreaks because we carry whatever it is in their past from past relationships and into a new relationship. And then this, the same cycle continues. Right. So you're a communication and confidence coach. So my question to you is, how can people bounce back from a separation or from a difficult heartbreak? So this is speaking from experience, but also speaking from some of my clients' experiences. Uh, I think too many people get out of the relationship, whether it was caused by them or the other individual, and seek either to jump back into one too quickly without Mm -hmm. doing the interior work. So for myself, I I was married uh, seven years, ended up uh, separating and getting divorced. I vowed to myself that after that separation date, I wouldn't date anyone Hmm. until I was fully healed and fully ready to move on. So I took six months off from dating a single person. And I did the inside what I call introspective work with a top psychologist. And we began to heal and understand why it failed or what happened or what caused it. And I don't think enough people do that. Mm-hmm. They just jump to what's next. Yeah, they get on the dating apps. Get on the horse. You got to keep going. No, a lot you, of you know the phrase, right? To get over someone, you get under someone. Yeah. You get on top of someone. That thing. In Spanish, uh, they say oh, un clavo saca otro clavo. Yeah. <laughs> One nail gets out another nail. Eso, eso sí es verdad. <laughs> sí, sí, I know that. Yeah. So I, I just <clears throat> think a lot of individuals are scared to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. I encourage people. Go take a weekend away. Start with that. Go take a weekend away and be by yourself. The amount of conversations I have with individuals that have never had a dinner by themselves mm. is mind blowing. Mm. You can learn so much about being with just you. Traveling, there's no one to say, hey, where are we going? It's all on you. When uh, you're out for dinner, it's a great opportunity to people watch. You can learn a lot about yourself when you just sit in peace and not pull out your phone to get distracted by it. And by doing that work, you begin to realize, okay, is this a fault of mine or was this a fault of the previous relationship? Another thing that guys sometimes do, we tend to blame it, the outside environment instead of looking in. And I think that's a people thing. <laughs> it's not a male thing. And working and doing the work to say, okay, that was me. Or here are my issues and problems that I need to work on. But I also recognize, big word, recognize that I'm bringing to the table of the next relationship so that you can have that open, candid conversation with the next person you're dating. Say, here is my strong <clears throat> things that I'm really good at, and here are some of my vulnerabilities and weaknesses that I need improvement. I'm not looking for you to solve, mm-hmm. but I just want you to understand. See, the issue is nobody's talking about that on dates. Nobody's doing that on dates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's it should be common practice and taught that it's okay to communicate your needs. Yeah, A lot of people that I speak to and that I coach have challenges asking for what they want. What and are, like they so really do have like an issue with, like, should I say that I have a child? 
Well, are you gonna put them in the closet? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yes, you say you have a child. Should I say I want long-term relationship and kids? Well, what else are you gonna yeah. say? It's yeah. almost as if they have this shame attached to what they want, as if they're. I think it's all about self-worth and value, mm-hmm. because they don't feel like they have the right or that they are allowed to say something because we all fear like, how are we gonna be judged? Mm-hmm. Are people gonna judge me? Am I gonna look desperate? Oh my gosh, should I hire a matchmaker? Am I gonna spend money on that and a coach? Like, it's not I, It's not spending money, it's actually an investment. Exactly. And people don't even, don't understand how, <laughs> that goes a long way, you know? <laughs> well, that has a lot to do with EQ, right? Like, <laughs> it's really. like It's like going to the gym without a trainer, you're gonna get results faster with a trainer, 100%. or you can go on your own and not get the results ever, you know? So my question to you guys, what would be uh, top three questions that you should be asking on a date? Like, especially to open open um, that connection and communication. For me, right, I like to make it about the other person and learn as much as I can about the other person, right? I like to know their wants, their hobbies, like what what are they working on in the moment that inspires them, right? Mm-hmm. Because. If I'm gonna be dating someone, I wanna make sure that they have a fulfilling life that they're excited about and that they have a project or a business or something that they're really into. So what what would you guys say? Oh my God, it's so interesting that you point that out because in my company, we actually do the swiping for clients. We do the digital, we call the services digital concierge. So the one thing I ask my clients is what are the three most important things you need to know about a person before moving forward? Mm. Now, it's gonna be different for everyone. I will say that for, for women and men who wanna have a family, that is one of the primary criteria for asking. Like before I move forward and invest any time, it does this person want kids, mm-hmm. right? Like raise your hand if you want kids. Do you yep. want to find out about that in date six? No, you want to find that about that up front. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with screening that in the beginning. I have one client, he's so attracted to what he's attracted to. And he does not ask about whether she wants to have kids or not. And he's, he's 42, he's had his kids, he had his kids young. But he doesn't want to ask about kids because he's attracted to the person. He doesn't want to rule them out. And I'm like, dude, ask the question now because who cares if she's hot or pretty if you're not aligned? Mm-hmm. Get over with it, yes. right? So I think that when it comes to major values, what is most important for you to know? If it is, are do they stay at home? Listen, lifestyle and career is an important criteria for long-term happiness. Some mm-hmm. people don't want to date somebody who's always away and traveling and working. They want, they actually thrive for that structure. They want that nine to five. They don't feel comfortable with somebody who's away all the time. To me, that sounds awesome. If you're busy, <laughs> like, like you're busy, you're working, as long as there's trust and the foundation there. Yeah. Because I live a busy life and I like to do what I like to do. But my and, and also is knowing your love language. Mm. You know, I'm introducing something that for the people who are listening may not know what love language is, may not know what attachment styles are. Mm-hmm. But if you do the love languages test, the book was written by Gary Chapman. Yeah. He's a therapist. You know the five love languages, yeah, yeah. right? Do, mine do you mine, is, What's mine yours? is quality, time, and physical touch. Oh my God, mine's quality, time, and acts of service. Mm. Even though I love physical touch, I mean, to me, the expression of love is what do you, I'm not gonna say what you do for me, but it, it really does, I feel like I'm the kind of person that if I love you, 
I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to clean for you. I'm going to do, like, not even that. I, do I sound so domestic right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> thumbs up. The guys are giving me thumbs up. No, like, I'm going to do things. It's acts of service. It's yeah. doing things that I know that you would appreciate. However, some of my partners have been completely verbal. Words of affirmation. That's not my strength. So if you want to be praised, Kyle, and you want to hear that, you know, you're appreciated and valued, yet all I'm doing for you is doing things, I might feel like I'm pouring all my love into you and he could feel like his cup is empty. Mm. And so that's really important to understand what does your partner need? Because your needs and how you fill your cup could be very different than what your partner's cup is. Yeah. So, and the other thing is, how does your partner know how to fill your cup? The mm -hmm. one thing that my, my, my partner did and does all the time is he makes my coffee first thing in the morning exactly how I like. Whether he was to or not, it's like it's that act of service. I know she likes her coffee this way with this cream. And it's like the cream will never run out, right? The sugar will never run out because it's like that has to happen. Mm -hmm. Yet, do I schedule my, like, I'll, I'll say one of myself. I'm like. I'm not a words person because if you're with me, clearly I love you, right? Because yeah, like, yeah, I'm spending yeah. time with you <clears throat> because my biggest value is spending time. So I think for people who are listening, it's not just about communicating how you want to be loved and appreciated. Really get interested in what your partner needs. Yes, right? absolutely. What do I you love think? That. What do you think about that, Kyle? It's, it's summed <laughs> up in one statement: be interested instead of interesting. interesting. Yeah, you'll have a time and a place to be interesting. Mm -hmm. But in the first couple dates, you need to be interested. Yes. But I also don't like the mm -hmm. idea of um, question stacking, where it's like literally question after question. Yeah, after you want to make you sure gotta the be conversation able to have like a fun, flows, fluid dialogue. You know, you want to make sure. And for me to build trust, uh, I immediately ask them about their family first. Mm. Oh, well, that's right? probably so, an important value. Yeah, yes. So, Are so, you close to your family? Exactly. I, okay. I asked that. I don't want to be assumptive. I'm going to yeah. ask you, are you close so, to your family? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about your family? Are you closer to your mom, to your dad? Like, how was your childhood, right? So the moment they start talking about their family, they they start sharing so much that after five minutes, they trust you. And now everything is, like, organic and it just flows. Now, if you start, like, okay, so asking the questions like you were saying and you didn't open that space of, like, love or touch their heart, it's going to be very robotic. So I always start like with family, you know, and what uh, they're passionate about as well. And another one that's always a great subject to discuss because it brings a lot of positive um, energy to it is travel. Mm. Think about your last trip that you went on. Yeah. Most nine out of 10 times, it was probably a great experience. So what if I just went camping? Then you know what? <laughs> I love camping. See, there you go. What if I just went now? Camping? You just learned something yeah, okay. about somebody. Yeah. Like that. That's I grew sometimes. Up camping. Oh, that's so cool. I, yeah. I, will, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, girl. I grew up in the mountains in Puerto Rico. We got to go camping. <laughs> so see how travel yeah. just stirred yeah. that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been there. Now, for those individuals that maybe haven't left their country or have only just maybe traveled to a couple destinations. What it does is it floods your uh, brain with a lot of positive emotions. You can remember where you were. If someone said the word Portugal, I just came from there. If someone said, hey, how was Greece? Any country that you name, I could go back into my memory, go, oh man, remember how, and now you're starting the conversation mm -hmm. on a positive foot. Yes. You know, I, I agree and, and, and disagree in the sense that, and I think in the sense that there are some people that have really lived Depends on your economic status. You've traveled to many exotic places over the world. 
and your lifestyle affords you to do that. And I have been around people who have never left their area code. Like mm-hmm. I have never left their 20 kilometer block because they didn't have the means, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're our, our audience are likely people that have traveled lot, yeah. and experienced a lot and, and all of that. So I do agree that travel is an important topic but I do know as well like speaking about your future goals Mm -hmm. can kind of like under you can understand where someone's at and if there's an if there's alignment alignment, absolutely you know do you want to get that deep on the first date that's an interesting question. I mean, I think you that... You just met the person. You know, you know, hey, what do you want to do in five? You like, know what? You got to test it out. I mean, I've been on dates where it's just, you know, like... I don't think super. I don't think superficial hour, like, conversation yeah. really works. Like, yeah. first of all, hello, salespeople, open-ended questions. That's what gets <laughs> you, you know, more interested in the person. You, don't, you never want to ask a yes, no person. So, do you like to um, eat food? Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, like, uh, what types of foods do you like to eat? Do you yeah. like to cook? What What do you like to cook with? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you want to ask these open-ended questions so that it creates dialogue versus yes or no. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So, Carmelia, you coach a lot of entrepreneurs, athletes. You're a VIP matchmaker. You know, you're globally known, and um, you, you coach executives. What is the main thing that you see coming up that these people want um, for their, you know, life for their partner. partner. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think there's, there's really two things. The entrepreneur, I mean, I'm talking about the entrepreneur by definition. They really want someone who can support and understand where they're at Mm. because the entrepreneurial journey is not always fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ups and downs. Can be very lonely. It can, well. yes. yes, very ups and downs, and you know, there's that distinction between, you know, what what. It also depends on what. How does the entrepreneur want to be supported? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to be nagged. Or trust is the foundation for any relationship. I think that when you have incompatible, say, love languages, or you have someone with an anxious attachment style, mm-hmm. it also has a lot to do with self-reflection. Like, what kind of partner do you want? Are you okay based on how, you know, your own upbringing, your own confidence with meeting somebody who is in the limelight? Mm -hmm. Think about it. I've dated dated people in the past that loved the fact that I was quote-unquote popular, but there was jealousy attached to that. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh... I like that she's popular, but I also don't like that she's popular. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's how, that's why some people yeah. want to date like media. Like, let's go. I don't want to use numbers, but some people will say I don't want to date an attractive person because, like, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Mm. And they're but they're but they are um, acknowledging that mm-hmm. they can't handle a certain type of person. A lot of people are attracted to people that they really can't handle. They're just attracted to it. But once they have it, it's like, oh, shit. What do you do with it? What do I do with that? Yeah. Right? Like, what do I do with that? So how do we work on, on their confidence when it comes to that, Kyle? Like, you know, you're a confidence and communication coach. Like, how do you um, help people that have a partner that is in the limelight? That's also beautiful. That has to be talking to men and women every single day. I think it just <laughs> comes back to two things, trust and communication. Mm. So one you got to be able to trust that person. 
especially if they're out in the limelight and they're getting bombarded with people. Um, let's what if it. they're super like insecure and 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 that's how they've been their entire life and they just don't know how to handle it because I've been in that situation before. I, <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> I've been there too. Uh, this then that leans on communication. You need to have that dialogue with your partner. Listen, so and so, I'm feeling very vulnerable right now. You're out, you're surrounded by these beautiful people. I'm feeling very insecure about myself. Um, I know it may be just me, but can we have a conversation? Now, two things are gonna happen. The person's gonna reassure you, you have nothing to worry about. Or there's another example. I love these people because I worked with them and I think they're fantastic. Grant and Elena Cardone. Mm -hmm. Grant brought his wife with him. He brings his family everywhere. So he didn't just put the limelight on him. He shared the limelight. So mm. there's an also an opportunity. Now, if you're completely in different, dif in different fields or there's not that opportunity, then I would say the individual that is in the limelight has to work that little bit harder to provide that reassurance to their partner that they're the most important person on the planet. Think about when we go on a date the first honeymoon stages, you make that person feel so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. You bring them flowers, you acknowledge them, you get the good morning text, you get all that fun <laughs> good stuff. Good morning text. And then, <laughs> good morning, good night, good and afternoon, then, everything. A year later, it fizzles. Yeah. The work stopped. They stopped putting in the effort. And I think it's critically important that just like any other successful business, every day you got to be putting in the work yes and you got to be putting in that little bit of effort and if that person is a little insecure then you as the partner to that person needs to reassure them and put in a bit of work to make sure that you're lifting them up as well yeah and i think it's important too that when you're when you're starting to feel like uh, not as attracted or you're starting to feel bored or you're starting there's no excitement I think you should address that immediately mm -hmm. hey babe uh, we haven't had sex in two weeks we two have weeks not, four hours yeah and three we seconds. haven't <laughs> gone on a beautiful date you know you have not brought me flowers or you haven't massaged me like we used to and keep that excited and i think it's important to maybe schedule things especially if you're as an entrepreneur our life is all over the place like we meetings come up out of nowhere like you know we travel from one day to the other when we find out about flights an event. get delayed flights get delayed you, you know? get the slowest <laughs> uber driver on the planet <laughs> <laughs> you know so so i i really think it's important to address that immediately but also coming from for women coming from a, a feminine energy and that's something that I want to tap into sure. from, you know, talk to you guys about feminine and masculine energy, um, especially for for those women who are always doing, 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 doing. And they end up emasculating their man, you know. So can you give us a little bit of insight on <clears throat> feminine and masculine energy? And what do you think about it? Um, I'm going to speak for I, I happen to work with a lot of very powerful women. And I, I cannot tell you how many, like what's synonymous about these women and what's consistent is that they love the power position at work. They don't want that in their partnership. Even myself, <clears throat> I command a lot of, 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 I have a lot of authority in the different places that I'm in, but in a partnership, I'm happy to play 
uh, I don't want to say submissive. I'm happy to compliment my partner, yes. right? You always want your man to feel like a man. And, and again, we probably have a very broad audience, mm-hmm. but in the traditional male-female role, I know that every man wants to feel as if they are valued and respected, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And every woman wants to feel like she's protected and taken care of. Absolutely. Even if I can take care of myself, even if I can mm-hmm. pay for the groceries, it's not about the ability to pay for it. It's that I have this opportunity that I feel protected mm-hmm. by my person and that he has my back, mm-hmm. right? And whatever that looks like. And I think there, there's, um, I think the communication piece where people aren't really being authentic about what they want. And when they fall into situations where a lot of couples, they never thought about having kids. They never thought about buying a house. They just fell into this stuff. And then all I hear, okay, guys, you, 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 for those who are listening, there's a lot of heads nodding. And I will speak to myself. When I had my child, I was a mature mom at 44. And I was in the middle, I was between two shows. And my production company hired a sexy matchmaker who is gonna go out and help people. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Like, what do I (laughs) tell my production company? But they fully supported me. But in order to do the work that I did, my my partner at the time had to play the domestic role. Mm -hmm. And I was breastfeeding, (laughs) so he had to give up his job in order to to bring me the baby but you know what we never talked about what that looked like Mm -hmm. and i and i remember being in a situation going is is this really what i want yeah you know i want to share it with the audience because we i i'm a human being and we go through our own things it's like we didn't have that discussion we just fell into that okay Mm -hmm. naturally you're working you're you've got this amazing opportunity we don't want to remove that opportunity so to make he's thinking he's making life easier for me by stepping into that role but yet i think my own traditions my own values were like well why don't we hire a nanny for that you know and you work yeah we never just we just never had that conversation but i know now i would have those conversations hey if x happens and it's about even forecasting the future when you can be with a partner that prepares for those what ifs that's really golden. We mm-hmm. don't we don't prepare for those what ifs, right? Yeah. Hey, what if I lose my job? What's gonna happen? Did you feel that you were more in your masculine in that relationship? Uh, well, a hundred percent. But it's it's more like not only was I masculine, I didn't want to be in the masculine. Yeah. I really didn't. But also, in my what I'm thinking about right now, when a man doesn't step up and be the masculine, we don't feel protected, and that's the reason we get into our masculine. You but know, then you also I, have some women that they're just masculine from the beginning. Yeah. How can they turn that off? How do they? Okay. If a woman mm-hmm. wants to turn off her masculine energy, she has to trust that someone out there is going to take care of her. Yes. Women are only ever in their masculine because they feel as if they're on their own. It's their own island. Yeah. But you get more. I always get more. Yes. I mean, Kyle, Kyle and I have a new this, friendship yeah. and he's seen me vulnerable a couple of times and I'm like and I don't feel bad about it but I also know that there's a calling for me to step into that because you know women again masculine feminine gender roles it it all it's what are your belief systems because in 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 relationships where we all just need to be aware of what our roles are in partnership it doesn't really matter what the gender is what is your role and what's the role you're happy with 
what's the role that I have and where am I going to be happy has nothing, maybe has nothing to do with masculine energy and masculine and feminine in that role, that position. But like, what am I responsible for? What are you responsible for? And we should talk about it. In respect to Grant, Grant and Elena Cardone, they literally had a business conversation and said, all right, what do you want to be responsible for? What do you want to be responsible for? Don't, and as leaders of this position, I'm the CEO of the kids. Elena is the CEO of the kids. So at the end of the day, whatever she says, whether he resists, they agreed that her word trumps. And he's not going to disrespect that. Gotcha. Right? But it takes a very committed couple and also a respectful couple to say, okay, when it comes to this area, I'm going to let you handle that. Kyle, if we were together, you handle finances. Because I will spend all the money. <laughs> and I will justify just all of my of spend. Right? Like, so so you t- what, what are your thoughts on, on the whole uh, feminine and masculine energy and, and, and the part of like communication? What are the roles that each partner should be playing? Should it be addressed? Hey, this is what you're responsible for. This is what I'm responsible for. I think it's uh, very important to have that open dialogue. I think too many couples don't have it. Mm. Or if they do, it's too late. Uh, It's not until it becomes an issue or a fight that why am I doing this or why am Mm. I doing that? But more importantly, it is a little bit about being like a chameleon. Yeah. You want to be able to take on different types of energies. So sometimes after a long, stressful day, if a female powerhouse was making massive decisions for her company, she might want to come the last thing she wants to say is well what do you want for dinner and the husband's like oh, i don't know yeah i think as i'm going to speak from a male's perspective <laughs> we need to be more assertive yes. when a woman says where do you want to go take charge yes I if love you want to say like, listen i've got this i've got it under control but here's the difference if a woman says where do you want to go for dinner i said what is your preference of food mm. give me some ideas and give me an idea of a time frame and I will set it all up. I will take care of it I because love that's that. what a male is supposed to do. Yes. Now, there has there been times where the female wants to make the decision. I'm laid back. Go ahead. If you want to go to this yeah. restaurant, I'm game. If you tell me a place that I don't feel like going to, I'll be like, babe, but like, well, what about this? What do you think? Yeah. This, I, I prefer th- this. I think it just comes down to being a little more assertive and mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but chivalry is dying, and I think men need to restore that. And we need an I, etiquette okay. course. Can we please? Yes, please? Like we need an etiquette course. I love course. that you're saying that right now. To me, when a man opens the door for me, it's a huge win. Like you just got ten brownie points. Mm-hmm. Men nowadays think that it's not a big deal. No, if we're crossing the street and you're walking in front of me and you're not holding my hand, like. You know what but I mean? it's even like, like the small things, like yeah, the guy yeah. should be walking on the side closest hey, to the road exactly. versus the woman. Like and it's it's always just being in tune with your your environment. And like, even with strangers, like when I'm in the elevator waiting for the elevator, and there's men waiting for the elevator with me, and they walk before me, I'm just like, excuse me. You know what I mean? I don't tell them yeah, that obviously, I, but like women go first. Don't go b- before me. You know, me, just for the men who are listening right now, and for the women who are listening right now, I'm gonna specific. Right now, I'm thinking about a specific woman. Like she's an eight-figure earner, massively accomplished, very single right now, and she's in the dating world. And to your point, like men are not showing her the chivalry. 
of opening a door, of, you know, treating her like a woman. And because there's this understanding, because she's got this such high position, it's almost like men are fearful of stepping on her toes. And it's like, oh my God, this fe- they make this false assumption she's such a feminist. She's not a feminist. So, now, so I'll pause talk you about that. that. So I've had the, the great fortune of asking these questions to very attractive women, very powerful women. And they'll come up to me and they'll say, well, how come guys don't approach me? And I said, do you want to know the honest truth? Authentically, they're like, yes. I go, your energy sucks. I go, Um. you are giving off an energy, whether it's masculine or feminine, you're giving off an energy that you are better than everybody. Mm. I'm too good for you. So even the six foot six quarterback that has the chiseled jaw and the six pack abs is terrified to go speak to that that woman because of the energy so what i will say is maybe as a society we just got to let down our guards a little Mm -hmm. bit we're so worried about what everyone else is thinking or saying about us on social media if we don't get the image right and if you don't think that's a living proof of it look at how many filters there are on instagram <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but whatever happened to being your authentic you like i'm like people see me in real life they know i don't look like that <laughs> <laughs> no but what i mean by that is like just pay attention to the energy you're giving off um it's something as something as simple as smiling We've kind of lost that art because we're such we're stuck in such a 2D world. It's so world. funny you say that because like I I smile a lot at people when I'm crossing them and they're just like they look to see if I was smiling at somebody else like you know or you like know what question yeah, you know, there's something I like about them or I like hey I, I love, I love shoes, the greens or right like, or yeah. whatever like for me as as a woman here's the other thing is that men because people don't smile at them a lot they think that's the goal light like it's like. If I smiled at you, Renzo, right? Hey, if I smiled at you, Carlos is like, oh shit, Carlos she's into me. I'm like, how? No, I'm, yeah. I'm just smiled at you, you know, yeah. because because not enough not enough people smile. So have the consciousness to know, like, she's, maybe she's just being friendly. It's not always a green light. Right, but and you know, you can kind of solve that. How body language? Mm. What well, body language are you giving out versus like? There's that flirtatious body language. Maybe women, you guys can help me out. What are those symbols? Uh, flick of the hair. You're playing with your hair. That look. I think that, when she's really I think excited, touching. I think I, touching is a real uh, tell. But if you're across from a bar, you can't touch. So like, you're you're kind of you giving me. I can touch yeah. you. You can give me those googly <laughs> eyes or like, hey, I want you to come speak to me, but I don't want to go speak to I you. I think it would be cute if a girl's just like, hi. <laughs> you know what I mean? He kind of like that. Just to open, a confident woman would do that. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, hi, like you're looking at me. I'm yeah. looking at you. No, hi. I think when when there's intent, and again, we can talk. I can't wait till Epic talks. By the way, because like there is an actual way to flirt. And yes, you're correct. There's energy that you can intentionally give off, mm-hmm. and there's energy that men just men and women. I'm not going to genderize this. Like they oh, because if there's interest. Oh, he's cute. He's he's smiling at me. Like he wouldn't smile at me if he if if he wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. And it also just depends on their own experience. Are they around a lot of people? I don't automatically think because a guy is smiling at me that he, that he's interested. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't equate a smile as interest. Yeah. I, I equate agree. that as a friendly gesture. Yeah, I agree. 
now, if he con- if he continues to look my way, if he continues to get closer, if he continues to ex- like want to be around me all the time, then I can be like, okay, yeah, right. There there there, there could be interest. Yeah, I'm, am I fidgety? Yeah. Am no, I it's, fidgety? you can hear the chair in the. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> no, it's sorry good. guys. I'm being told to s- so, sit still. <laughs> no, it's all good. So so let's. We don't have that much time okay. left. I do have a meeting to, to go yes. to. So um, <laughs> we have just a couple more questions here. For those people who are um, single right now, what is the biggest mistake that you see singles making when finding a partner right now? Do you want to yeah, go uh, first? Go ahead. Honestly, playing the dating game. And what I mean by that, should I wait 24 hours before oh, texting them? No. Uh, I, I, I called them. They didn't respond. I just tell people, be authentically yes. you. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to maybe ghost you. I know that they, sucks, Yeah, but, but like the who, more times yeah. it happens to you, it, you kind of just get used to it. It's I like sales. I hear people that saying that all the time. Oh, don't text him back. Like, yeah. let him wait. Like, why? And like, we got along. Uh, There's no, a connection. No, What's up? No, we just, no. I just had this conversation with a group of friends on Thursday night, actually. And they were asking for my advice because I was coming to Epic Talks in Miami. And they're like, well, what would you do? And one person jumped in. Don't text them back. It's been 12 hours. Oh I go, my God. I, I, I simply just asked them this. Do you like the person? What did the date go? Well, text them. Yeah. Stop but overthinking yeah. it. We are such it's- an over analyzing world now where it's, we've lost the emotional side of it. Yeah. We've used more of our brain than more of our heart. Yeah. And I just tell people just be you. And if it Especially doesn't work out, you're, you're going to find your person, answer now. There's not, there, there's nothing better than when you're into a person and you receive that text that says, "Hey, I was just thinking of you. Hope you're having a beautiful day." That's oh, it. Listen, that goes like a I'll, long I'll say, way. I'll say this: the the higher you are on the demand chain or the food chain, you're not that that person is getting a lot of of options yeah and if you are not gonna make your point clear you're gonna lose it it. yeah because guess what i had a client i had a client a very popular client because he had all the things and how he determined who he was interested in is who showed the most effort Mm. because if they're gonna be too cool for school like he wasn't gonna be about that yeah right he's not yes there's great to be chased and to have that feeling of being chased as a man, I, I think there might be something there. But men also like the security too. Yeah. Am I like spending my resources on something that's gonna just flop? Yeah. They're not gonna tend to do that. This comes back to evolutionary psychology. Yeah. I'm not sharing my cave with a woman who's sharing her cave with someone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's our cave. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So <laughs> something that just came up for me right now is, um, guys, when you reach out to a girl, don't say hey. No, Ugh. never say hey. hey. Hey, how are you? Ew. Don't no, say that. No, just hey. Uh, to me, that is the biggest wah, red flag. Wah. I just re- I recently had that happen to me. Somebody was trying to connect me with somebody on Instagram, whatever. The first message he sends me is hey. So I just said hey exclamation. Oh and like, my god. And then and then uh, it it like the 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 messaging back and forth is was just so minimal on his part that to me that's a lazy person number one somebody who I don't care how much money you have somebody who I don't think would would <laughs> massage my intellect right I don't care how smart they are but uh, when a man doesn't show effort to me that is so like low volume so. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, she just distracted me right now. So, um, no, it says, what does it say? Hey. Hey. Good morning. Hey, good like, morning. So like, isn't hay for horses? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, literally, I literally was just saying, I have evidence of this right now, and I'm so like, think about what do you want me to do? What the, the 2D world I call texting online dating has created. Would you go up to somebody and that like, you're trying to hey. start a conversation <laughs> with and just go, hey, and stare at them? No. Ew. You would oh go. Oh, my God, I never thought about it so that what way. I, yes. What I tell my, my clients and other individuals is, treat online how you would treat it in real yeah. life yeah and like for example if you're having a conversation you don't just go hey how are you <laughs> no come in with something yeah and for the, the, okay. the ladies and I the mean, guys out there the first text be like an action item like hold on a provoke but I, an I action like, have a group of have a group of questions or here's an idea actually read their profile right? and see what oh they're interested yeah. in hey, and I comment we're on in the it. same business like and i if, love this and that about it and if their profile has nothing on it compliment them on something that they're wearing in the picture or if the picture is of a destination you don't know hey where is that picture taken from yes. it looks like a very interesting place mm. it strikes the conversation Absolutely. it opens it up but it also shows and guys and girls don't do it on the first photo because that means you actually put in the effort to go into their profile and look at multiple photos. If you can, look at the last photo and compliment on that one. Got it. Because it's not just you quickly looked and swiped and then said something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah, no, no. Don't don't say this man's name, please. I don't want to out him, okay? Oh, <laughs> screw that. I'm outing him. I want you to read this. Not out loud. I just want you to make an assessment and you tell me what this person wants from so me. So while he's going through that, <laughs> let, me ask, ahead, ask me let, let me ask you guys something. Should a woman be the one to approach a man if she's attracted to him at a bar? 100%. Don't you think that's masculine? No. I think it can be. I think there's a way that you can be feminine. It's kind of like, what did the women do in the past? They dropped their handkerchief. Yeah. What do I want to do when I want to make my fa my man feel important? I'll grab a can of anything. Can you open this for me? Can you reach this for me? Like... I okay, can so get a we're, if we're well, like, like, let's let's play like a bar scene, for example, or a restaurant, right? Yeah. So how would that play? Like, let's say I'm sitting at the bar and I see this guy I'm attracted to. Um, should I go up to him? What What would be the best thing for me to say? Oh my God! You know, it, when when first of all, you got to understand that you're only attracted to the looks. Because mm -hmm. really, what's your reason for approaching somebody other than he's cute to you? Mm -hmm. He fits a certain physical demographic. That's it. Yeah. So if you're willing to, and again, what's your purpose? If you're on the prowl, it's one thing. If you're looking for a life partner, how could you thoughtfully engage in conversation with this person so that you can get, so the goal is to get to know him, right? Because I don't, you seem interesting. Hey, do you, like I would so I would be very you, like hey, yeah. you seem interesting. I would just wanted to come and say hello. Yeah, yeah, or if it's your stomping ground, you know, I come here often. Are you new here? Like to me, I would think of instead of trying to really like what's the best line? Like yeah. I think that's the thing is that people try to think of what's the best way that I can get in there. It's not a sales call. No, it's a dialogue. Right? It's, it is. It's like if I'm genuinely interested in someone, like I've had women come up to me and say, "Oh my god, I love your hair or oh my god where did you get that out? like just comp a compliment is the best way 
to get into anything, but a genuine compliment. Like, I will say, before I came here, guys, I was so late. You have no understanding. Like, I was so late to hear, but Manuel, your whole team and your whole crew was so acknowledging, and it made me feel so warm and special, and I'm like, oh, oh my God, I could cry, because a lot of other people would have taken it a very different way, you know? Yeah. So, so to me... How you make someone feel mm. is really what's going to leave that impact. And if you have no agenda and you just are genuinely curious about Kyle and I have no agenda, but I want to get to know him and Kyle rejects me or he's whatever. It's like, I'm not going to feel bad about that because my only reason for approaching him was so that I could get to know him. Love it. I have no expectation about it. Yes. It's great. If he responds, great. And mm -hmm. that's how you handle rejection. Have no expectation about the approach and just practice being genuine. Yes. Don't have a what if or I want this outcome. Yeah. You can't strategize this shit. And you know what? There's nothing more beautiful than an authentic human connection. 100%. With a, a, a male to male or a female to female or a female to male, like... It's, I've had women make me cry. Feel good, I've know? had women make me feel. Uh, I'm blushing. I'm like, oh damn, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I got one that happened to me <laughs> recently. I thought it was very cool. What happened? Uh, I, I I go to my daily deli kind of place. It's a, my haunt. It's a place I hang out with, and I go and uh, immediately go to where I want to buy. And some very attractive lady says to me, "You have a very kind soul." And I go, hmm, is this Zen or what? Uh, I go, thank you. Uh, what makes you say that? He goes, I saw you get out of your golf cart. We drive around here in golf carts. He goes, and you talk to your dog telling him that you're going to be coming back. Aww. That's a very so kind cute. soul. I go, I think my dog deserves to know that I'll be right back. Because I can't bring her in the store. <laughs> it's a her, by the way. She goes, yeah. she goes, most people don't talk to their dogs. You talk to your dog. No, I love my dog. So I and, talk to her. And Aww. to add to that, I think what's most important is that an individual, we're so buried in our phones. Mm. And a lot of individuals come to me, I don't meet anybody in person. I go, do you want to know the reason why? You're, you're constantly you're looking, at, looking at, your at your phone. They're everywhere. You can straight up a, strike up a conversation. And what I will say is that it just comes with practice. Yeah. A lot of yeah. the people I coach and um, the clients that I work with, I just say, you have a job today. Your job today is to compliment 10 people mm. you do not know. I love that. And you cannot, right, there's no this. agenda. Yes, there's let's, do let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Let's today, do this. tomorrow, let's we're gonna this. compliment 10 people, so yes. that's 20 that, people, so that's an impact of yes. 60, plus Renzo and Carlos will do the same thing. And make them feel good. Right. And, and many. And just, the best thing you can do is to give without receive, without expecting something yeah. in, in return. That's the biggest thing. I right? And, that. and like just to kind of riff back into that restaurant scene. Well, again, it's about paying attention to your surroundings. Where are you? I'm in a restaurant. I'm going to go up to someone. Hey, how are you enjoying your meal? Do you recommend what you got? It's a very fluid conversation. Uh, I've never been here before. How many times I've been in a restaurant and I've told them, I've never been to here before. What do you recommend? <laughs> so I'm not lying. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, yeah. But it's about recognizing your environment, your scenario and your situation. And it's something could be as little as, hey, um, I'm new to this area. Why, why do you think when we travel, it's so easy to have conversations with strangers? Because mm. the judgment's gone. They yes. don't know us. They don't know our backstory. We'll open up to strangers that we just met all over the world and tell them our deepest, darkest secrets, yeah. but our friends don't even yeah. know. 
it's because that fear of judgment's gone. And you know what's crazy? Let, let, let's say you're in like Thailand and then you see Americans, you're like, oh, we're from the US too. <laughs> yeah, so all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you become buddies well, because you know, you're, you know what I mean? That's, like, you have that commonality. That, that's, you know? that's basically uh, a connection point, mm. right? I think that when you have, when you can find that common ground or connection, that's how you can become really comfortable with like just you first of all you have to find that connection and then you can expand on that yeah right it's, and it's not fake because you're both first of all you're both at the event you're both at the restaurant i do that too i'm a huge foodie so if i see like a, a, a waiter or waitress walking with a meal and dropping it off to something i'm like what is that I gotta go. <laughs> like my kids are like mom don't go there and i'm like i'm going there i want to know what the hell that is nice. because i, I I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely interested and usually yeah. it ends up coming up with some kind of conversation be interested guys and mm -hmm. i i wish i could spend another hour here uh, with these <laughs> amazing humans but we do have a busy day today all of us yes. and we are getting ready for the next epic talks Tomorrow, they're going to be two of our speakers on our stage. If you want to come and learn more about, you know, dating, online dating, relationships, you know, how to find that partner and, and connect with them and communicate with them, make sure you go to epictalks.com, the website, so you can find more information about uh, the event. We're also here at 94.5 WSQF Blink radio station here in the beautiful Key Biscayne. Thank you, Manu Manuel Cambo, for having Cheers. us here today. And <laughs> my team, Alt Media in the house, Renzo and Carlos, thank you for always showing up the way that you do. And Kyle, it's been such a pleasure to have you here. How can people find you? Uh, one method is uh, probably social media. You can find me at Kyle Guthrow, uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok. Uh, I post a lot of great content there. I find uh, I connect and meet a lot of interesting people from all over the world there. And that seems to be the most popular spot. And then uh, KyleGuthrow.com. All right. And Carmelia, who uh, just flew in today I for know. this. Oh, my God. Um, How can, you can people find you? Just Google like my website, CarmeliaRay.com, and then Instagram, socials. I wanted to make it super easy and simple to meet for people to reach me. So just go to at Carmelia Ray or CarmeliaRay.com. And go to Epic Tops. If you want to really meet me in person, get your ticket, do VIP, because then you'll get a chance to meet all of us exclusively at the end of the event. Yes, and not only that, guys, at Epic Talks, we have, if you're looking for a love life, it's happening at Epic Talks. We have some incredible business professionals, entrepreneurs, people are creating amazing things that meet each other there and start going on dates and like start creating the love of their dreams. So I'll see you guys there. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.